Welcome you to Porch Talk, and this episode is sponsored by Juva and Columbus and Munson and Brothers. So thank you, Ryan Munson. To give you the skinny on Juva, um, I've been helping out down there for about four months, just coming in when I have a little time to make the juice. And everything that goes in those juices are literally off the vine, off the tree, or coming from the ground. It's all natural. It's whole foods, vegetables, and fruit. Same goes for the smoothies for the most part. It may be a puree, but it's fruit. It's the real deal. All right, and so for Munson Brothers, if you're a guy growing out a beard for the first time and it's out of control, get you a beard oil or some balm. If you're clean shaven, well, that's cool. We got you covered there, too, with some aftershave and uh, pre-shave. And if you're bad, stand up. There's a straight razor you can use. Also, it doesn't stop there. We are from the south, and there's this thing called humidity, and it is the only thing that likes to hang around. And so if you find yourself in Mississippi, there is a soap that Munson Brothers makes that will literally take the Mississippi out of you. It's got charcoal, and it just uh, completely cleanses the skin and dries it out. And there is a soap to go right behind it that uh, it's oil-based, and so it rehydrates the skin. There's body bombs, mosquito repellents. Comes in a spray or also in a container about the size of a tobacco can. And so Munson Brothers are an apothecary and they got you covered for uh, whatever it is that you're doing. Alright guys, that's going to do it for the sponsors. Thank you all so much for sponsoring. Let's get to the show. Welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and I got Brother Cobb. On here with me. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Some man you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any more than you, man. song it's called uh soul meets body but i saw something that recently happened where soul <laughs> left body yeah ufc 239 mm-hmm. which happened two weeks ago mm-hmm. 
John Jones in the main event, he won. That puts you to sleep. I actually did fall asleep. True story. <laughs> did you hear about uh, his opponent, Tiago Santos? Santos, I mean. Roll with it. Tell me more. You know, he had some... His knee was looking kind of sketchy. Before or after? During. Okay. Especially after, though. He tore his ACL, MCL, meniscus. Meniscus? Yes. During the fight? Yeah. He like, still what? fought, like in the first round. Oh, and hung. Some say it was a draw. Yeah, I fell asleep. I think it was second round I fell asleep. Yeah. It was a boring fight. But it, mm-hmm. going back and knowing now that the guy tore his leg apart, yeah. respect. John Jones did that. It was kind of being like, you don't have to beat me type fight. But yeah, that's why it's so boring. And uh, the women's fight... Amanda Nunez knocked out Holly Holm in the first round. She is by herself now. What you think? She's, uh, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, I thought Holmes had the best chance of anybody right now to beat her. And now, yeah, she's like Chris Cyborg. I'm up here in the clouds. Yeah, I'm knocking out the baddest in the first round. Mm-hmm. Just knocked out. Ronda Rousey first round turned her into a toddler. Yeah. At the end of the fight, where she stumbled out in the middle of the octagon. Did that. Uh, Chris Cyborg, which I did not see coming. No, I, I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think that she would beat Cyborg. I did, I no. did not think that was going to be a thing. Mm-mm. Then uh, Holly Holm did the best, like you said. Yeah, I had she, a lot of hope for Holly Holm. I'm a huge yeah. fan of her. So. I seen uh, something earlier. You know how when uh. Ronda lost. She went into like a depression. You remember that? Yeah. Kind of suicidal and stuff. And then really she took it hard. You know what Holly Holm did? Started watching film and working out that night. I think she could probably get a rematch and beat her. Yeah. That, if that's the I case. No, man. I ain't betting on Nunez. If that's the case. You need more film on someone like that. So, yeah. I mean, has she had anybody that's like went the distance? She's got four losses, what I'm looking at, 18 and four. Who are those four? That must have That's been like early, probably before yeah. she went pro. Yeah. Then uh, your boy, Ben Askren. Askren. Yeah, my boy. This is what I'm talking about. Instead of so meat body, so left body. Yeah, that was a, a gift come to life, pretty much. If you yeah. need to, like, text somebody a knockout. That's probably gonna be the first thing that pops up. It should and, be. And what's bad is like you go back and look at old buddy's uh, training. He was prepping for that. Mm-hmm. That was in the that was in the notes. Yeah, he was training for it, but he wanted to go like fourteen minutes with him and just beat the crap out of him for fourteen minutes. Yeah. he said it's like post interview. He said I didn't think that was gonna work. <laughs> and if I see him at Whole Foods, I'll still beat his ass. Yeah, I'm gonna smack him. <laughs> Jorge. Mazadov, Ben Askren, gosh, with his his legs all stiff and his head kind of elevated off the mat, and dudes making fun of that. Oh, in the celebration? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that might have been a little bit much. It wasn't much to me. That, that, that dude's been talking crap to Jorge for ten years. They say. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's where Jorge gets it. See, if I, I still don't like the guy. You don't like it, Jorge? No, you know, I don't, no. I was talking about like Jorge not liking Ben. He's like, I still don't like him. I'd fight yeah. him again. 
<laughs> yeah. Straight Jesus. That's his little nickname. Yeah. So, uh, you remember the Rock Hope fight? Other than, <laughs> Other than that knockout, no. Yeah, he got knocked out too. Can I, can I show you a video? <laughs> Please do. I've seen on Twitter. It's classic. All right. This get, is get it to where they can hear it. This is like like hold it seconds right seconds before uh, Rock Ho gets knocked out. Taking his underhooks. Good job here. He's got double underhooks now. With so much time being spent. Okay. I don't, I don't see these guys really competing. They don't have the technique. They don't have the skill. Scroll. Waking <gasps> up in the back of the wagon. You and me. We shouldn't be here. It's the storm cloaks the Empire wants. That was Ben Askren talking to him. <laughs> Entered into another dimension. <laughs> hey, you there. We're not supposed to be here. It's the storm cloaks that they're after. Knocked him in the Elder Scroll. Went <laughs> <laughs> so, from reality to virtual reality. Yeah. You got anything else on that UFC? That's about all we saw, pretty much. That was about all that was worth seeing Since on 239. Struggle of trying to get it on pay per view. We was trying to give you, give you our money. Yeah, ended up having to catch the YouTube's. Yeah, the YouTube's uh, up close and soon version. Yeah, I had the epic fail, man. I had tweet over to watch it. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, man. Couldn't get it up. ESPN Plus. I'm not ready to subscribe. I'm not ready to do that either. Maybe you can get me in college football season. I don't know. I don't know if you'll do it then. So in other news, flesh-eating bacteria all over the Gulf Coast. Are you ready to go to the beach? Nah. Be sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean. I'm good to go. And in other news. The sharks are getting more friendlier, too. Oh, yeah, just swimming around people. Mm -hmm. It's great stuff. Uh Uh-oh. Other than the beach, vacation, we should gather with the mob of 750,000 and go to Roswell, New Mexico. Hold the phone. Is it 750,000 people? Mm-hmm. Just what it is right now, according I've, to the Googles. I have seen the memes and everything that comes You've along with it. You've seen the numbers grow, haven't you? I ain't been watching the numbers. I didn't think this was that serious. This is this has been trending for a while, three or four days now. We are fed up. We want answers. So, 750,000 people about ready to bomb rush Area 51. Show us what's in there. So what do you think? I think that if there's anything in there, it moved it a long, long time ago. I, we need to go back and watch The Simpsons and make sure this, this hasn't already been predicted before we do something foolish. That's a lot of dedication of 30 years of Simpsons. I'm just saying. We got a time traveler making a cartoon, and I think that this would be something that would be in it. I've got a bomb or what? You know what streaming service the Simpsons are on? Because I mean, I bet we could Google uh, Area Fifty One Simpsons and something yeah, probably would yeah, come up. Maybe. I went the hard way. You went the easy <laughs> route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. You don't? No. What if you find the predator? Yeah. I'm just picturing one. That's I what I, I, I said. Predator singular, not plural. Oh, 
yeah, that's true. I think I think seven hundred fifty thousand people can take down one predator. Maybe they get no visible. They find that little invisible jelly stuff. He's got a lot of guns. And it's a vast amount of people. So. I just want to. So, like, my thing is, is like the only thing that I would want to know out of Area Fifty One is I'm not concerned about the aliens. Like, I want to know about the alien technology and what they're fusing it with, supposedly, because that supposedly is a thing. So like, there was this cat who has been, I think, it's Section Three and wherever Area Fifty One, where they have been uh, researching and redesigning alien technology. Yeah. There's a supposedly a documentary about the guy and the U.S. generals like, oh, okay. Bob Lazar. That's, that's the guy. That's the guy. I ain't watched that yet. What's wrong with me? Yeah. So that would be, that's what I want to know. And like, can I have shoes that make me moonwalk better than Michael Jackson? Or, I mean, whatever, I whatever kind of technology. Take me to work. <laughs> I want shoes that make me. Go gadget shoes. <laughs> that works too. Shoes that make me fly. Or it don't have to be shoes. It could be gloves. Or uh, it could be whatever. I just want to know what kind of technology there is out there. I really want them to just bomb rush this big old building. And they can't stop them. No. They come out with a nine-foot gray body surfing it, passing around on top of the crowd. Limpless body just flopping. (laughs) And it's just like, what do we do with it? Let's go to the next city. Let's go, y'all. We Let's found it. Let's go to Vegas. I knew it. They've been hiding it this whole time. Just taking selfies with it. Can, doing... I, can I name it? Yeah, you can name it. Steve. Yeah. What's the American Dad alien? Roger. I'm not going to name it that. I, was just, I knew it had a regular name. Yeah, I'd give it a regular name. Yeah, I like Steve. I call him Steven. That works too. It's like you got to get close with them to get to a Steve level. Yeah, you got to you got to start small. You got to work your way into it before you drop the end. Yeah, but I don't think they ever get to the name choice because by the time they got him out there, they think they oh, we found it. It's just just a cast of a big shadow over the mob. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dust particles. Complete then annihilation. Like, yeah. And then the government cleaned it up like nothing ever was. No, the aliens gave us a chance to see how friendly we were, and that was the final straw. Well, maybe they were trying to be friendly, though. They were release Stephen, and you just annihilate him. You're just going to take him to Vegas to show him how to gamble. Yeah, we're tired of seeing this alien get experimented on. We're going to go bury it in a proper burial. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they should have done, did that to the lab. The laboratory people. Mm. No. There you go. We now pause for some music from Andrew.
Whatever you like to do. I ain't doing 6,000. I'll be like, well, what well, it's at least 4,299 landslides. <laughs> That's just the end of it. I need you all to know that. What was the last thing that happened? Andrew's music wouldn't yelp. That's yeah. too much. Fresh start. Yeah. So, what did you get into a couple weeks ago? On a Sunday. Midsummer. Should I been dead on a Sunday morning banging my head? That's what I felt like watching that movie. You didn't like it? I liked it. It was just that director that directed Hereditary is heavy. Yeah. And so we had a tweet with us. Yeah, kind of put a downer on it for me. I tried to warn him. I was like, this is, dude, this ain't your type of movie. I know it. Yeah. And it wasn't this type of movie. What did he say? That sucked. <laughs> We didn't even get out. We didn't even, like, get out of the theater. Walking into the hallway where they got the posters and stuff. Coming soon. That movie sucked. I gave it one lance arm. Dude, I told you it was two, uh, two hours and 27 minutes. And that's how much I love Hereditary. I'm like, okay. Let's do this. <laughs> two, hour, two and a half hours. Let's get it. Then it was slow, but it's a lot of build. A lot of feelings, ain't it, to you, like... This, it, the movie took, like, two or three days for me to process after I watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, at first glance, like, immediately after Josh said it sucked, mm-hmm. I was like, I, that's too soon for me. And, like, as far as, like, the progression of the movie, I don't know if it was slow. I thought it was timely. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, let's, uh... Like it Let's w- everything sink in. Yeah. And there was suspense Process. and there was a lot of WTFs. You were like, I don't understand that. But the whole time, like in the background, we'll talk about this later, but in the background, everything was being told through pictures. Yeah. And Going symbols. Easter egg hunting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at first glance, like after I had processed it, I liked the movie. And then after I had taken the time to process it a little bit more, I enjoyed it even more. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'd watch it one more time. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'd own it. I'm gonna own it. Of course. This is a piece of art. It is. You a- know what I always like vision. Like, just a random guy going by himself to the theater to watch it. He watches the whole thing. Gets out of his seat. Goes to his car, goes home, eats, goes to bed, goes to work, repeat. The third day of that, he sits down from getting home from work and is like, what the hell? And he finally hits him. And he gets it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just, he can't, he's just going through the... The routine? The, yeah. That's, that's kind of how the processing thing went for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> You said that when we left, going like through the traffic light of the theater. Yeah, I think I need, I need more time. <laughs> I mean, it was deep, man. Like, cause uh, you had Danny and Christian; those are your two main characters, mm-hmm. redheaded guy and the blonde girl. Yeah, and supposedly the whole thing's about uh, based around the director's recent breakup. Mm-hmm. That was Ari. the uh, inspiration. Ari Aster. That's it. And then you have characters being introduced, 
uh, like the friends, you had the fool, who was Nick, and you had Josh, who was, uh, you know, he was uh, getting his doctorate, trying to write his thesis. He loved anthropology, and loved it so much that it cost him his life. <laughs> Dedicated. And then you had Pelle, who is the Swedish guy that invited him over to this. This is his family's midsummer. This is, uh, I don't. You're gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And then you had Pelle's brother, and he brought two Londoners. Yes. Uh, you had Connie and Alex. Um, when did Alex? I want to say his name was Alex, but I know her name was Connie. Yes. And so they they all had a part in the puzzle. And so at the beginning, with the artwork that was in Danny's bedroom with the bear and the little girl, and then you saw some of the other artwork, well, that was alluding to the end of the movie already. Because the little girl had the flower crown. Mm Mm-hmm. And what did Danny have toward the end? She was the May Queen. Yeah. Some bear stuff. Yeah, man, that... Yeah, and Christian ends up being in... Spoilers, by the way. Oh, man, you should have sounded those alarms a long time ago. Yeah, too 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 far gone. I'll put it in the description. Yes. But Christian ends up being inside the poor use of a bear. Like in the temple. That's it shown at the beginning. Yeah. But Which, I know we don't go in there. That's, that's a sacred building that nobody goes into. I like the buildings. Did you like that? Yeah, I loved it, dude. I, I loved the way that they were built, and I liked the murals. I like that one building that was like the roof just diagonally went all the way to the ground. Yeah. On one side. Yeah. It was interesting. It's very detailed. Everything had a purpose. And that's like the more I processed the movie and the more I thought about the movie, I was like, everything was so well-placed. I still think about the suicides. I don't think they were. I mean, <laughs> suicide. They ended their life, which is a suicide. You talking about the, the, the people? Yeah, the, the you know it's four seasons. Their their life's four seasons. Okay, so you go one to sixteen. That is your spring, and then sixteen to thirty-two, summer. That's your summer. Thirty-two to fifty-three is fall, and then fifty-three to seventy-two. And if you live to be seventy-two, you got to go through with the ritual. And uh, they have all these little rituals before that ritual of like the two elder 72-year-olds. They're like the guest of honor for the lunch and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like me and you, well, Swedish, do their traditions. Mm -hmm. Let's get into this. We have to eat when they start. We sit when they sit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Everybody gets up when they get done. Let's, Let's go to this. This little mountain part. Everybody's standing down, looking up at the cliff. What like, are we what's looking about at? to what, happen? What's, what's going on up there? What's where everybody looking at? <laughs> yeah. Is there somebody Good up times. there? I love Sweden. And then the elderly woman, after she cut her palms, and I don't know if you noticed, but like the stone that they yeah. uh, they rubbed their bloody hands on after the the male and the female seventy two year olds cut their hands, it had the same ruin marks that Christian and Danny had on their clothes that was given to them by the cult mm-hmm. and so it's once again coming full circle then here comes grandma face first onto a, a little what did you say a hundred foot cliff 
Yeah, but it had that rock, that flat rock down there. Oh, yeah. And her face met it perfectly. About a 10 by 10 rock? I would say that. Yeah, she did it right. You got a belly flop into it. She popped up real good. You saw some face smashes. Ooh! Mm-hmm. I looked over at Alan. It's like, I wish I could rewind it. <laughs> and apparently homeboy down at the bottom of the show. Uh, oh, I love that guy. I wanted to go sit down there by him. He thought the same thing. Yeah. He was into it. That dude was, it was a comedy him. One of the funniest <laughs> comedies ever. He was having a good time. Yeah. I get strange looks like that, but that was... Felt like his girl too. hit him a couple times yeah. and be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're embarrassing me by having so much fun in a horror movie. It did movie. have some funny parts. Tweet tapped me on the show. He's like, is this a comedy? I'm like, no, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a comedy. It, it's just any type of like little thriller or anything. It's going to have some one-liners in there. Yeah. You you had to but to finish off and you had the old guy who went behind who did not get the, the incorrect get, he, way. He did not go He, he, he didn't to, commit. Uh, what do you call that? Uh toothpick? He tried to toothpick the rock. Yeah, toothpick that. Uh and the toothpick broke. Yeah. Then before that, the when the crowd's walking up, you see a big old like makeshift hammer deal that's about four or five feet long. About mm-hmm. four feet. And it's got a big wooden. It's got a big head on it. It's a double sided hammer and I would say the head is probably about four lance arms. Yes, exactly. I was thinking that. And uh, they walk up to him uh, they, and they, take turns. No, but before they walk up to him with his toothpick style he was going for, <laughs> it like it goes from his POV of like waking up and looking down like Oh, my leg's screwed. Yeah, my leg is uh Bone out. Is it's going sideways towards me on the left side. Mm-hmm. Bone sticking out at the knee, looking. Right. Uh, oh, dramatic. This dude is good. His uh, just gross stuff. Yeah. Like the face smashing looked pretty. Like oh god. Yeah, her eyeball was like halfway hanging out. Flatten. Yeah, this is gonna be ready to do about the language. <laughs> <laughs> And not E for everyone. It ain't that bad. That's pretty explicit. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it clean and see how it comes out in the wash. Yeah. Hey, this. By the way, go take this. Load up the kitties. Go to see this movie in the midsummer. Yeah, highly recommend it for all nine, ten year olds. It's definitely something that'll change their lives. They'll remember. Mm-hmm. Did you go see Lion King this summer when it gets back to school? Like no. I didn't even care afterwards. After I saw Midsummer, I just... I don't care about Lion King. If I was 10 years old and a kid in my class come back from summer and saw that, I I think I'd put a lot of respect on the guy. So how are you not mentally impaired? We saw a kid in there. I saw a kid in there. I wouldn't look like he was about 10 or 11. Down in the front row on the... Our side? I wouldn't pay attention. No. Oh. Did he look like he was enjoying it? I don't know. <laughs> They're just sitting still. They got up a lot, too. Uh, it might have been him that was having a heart. It's like, Mom, I don't understand what's going on. That movie's boring. Oh, that graphic. 
Yeah, and so after uh, Mr. Toothpick comes over, well, the guy holding the hammer and two or three other folks in the cult take turns just smashing his skull. Whack! Till it was about flat. And so Londoner and his girlfriend, Connie, they just start, you people are sick. We're getting out of here. I love their reactions when the first one jumped off, the lady. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. Christian straight Vacation's up. Vacation's over with. Threw up. But, uh, yeah. And so right there is you have Pelly and I think his name, I don't remember his brother's name. It started with an A, but the brother brought the Londoners, and the Londoners were freaking out. And she's like, did he not explain to you yeah. our culture? And they was like, no, but I wouldn't be here if this was explained. This is messed up. Oh, this is beautiful. It's far from beautiful. That's the way that cult was explaining. This is, they're going. This yeah. is it. They're, is... they're sacrificing themselves to the earth. They have lived 72 years. That's all you have. Yeah, they don't want them to get old and like start suffering. Yeah. And it's like, you, you lived your life. Now, give it. Mm-hmm. And so, at this point, um, they're making a jailbreak. They're wanting to leave, but next morning, one of the guys in the cult come to tell Connie, hey, uh, your boyfriend, fiancé. Yeah, he done dip. He's, uh, he already got a ride to the uh, train station, and the truck will be back to take you. Uh, Wait, he would have told me. Yeah. Uh, the truck was leaving. Uh, no, he would have told me. No, there was only room for one. Well, I could have sat in his lap. I think that was an 87 Datsun. Yeah. If you remember those. Yeah. And he's like, there was no room. She's like, no, this is messed up. He would have told me. Yeah. Yeah, when you, you get done seeing what happened the day before, you're like, no. No, he wasn't going to leave without me. That's not a thing. And then it goes back to the Danny-Christian relationship for a second, because uh, then Danny and Christian... So they, uh, her fiance left without her, and Christian was just completely cold to it. Because by this time, he was an anthropologist type, too. He was working on a thesis. He just didn't know what he was going to write about. And uh, he's like, I'm going to write it on this, too. So he was busy interviewing and talking to people in the uh, cult to get a better idea for, you know, the feel of how the culture and the society worked. And he just didn't give two craps about what Danny or what anybody else was doing. He was focused on writing a paper. Mm-hmm. So you get a little beef going. Mm-hmm. And so this is the part that, that freaked me out, was later that day, and this is what I've concluded, is that Connie found... We're going to go with Alex. Is his name? Her boyfriend? Yes. I think that she found him in that barn where Christian found him later. Oh, yeah. And that Already in that torture position with the lungs still breathing, being practically oh. filleted with the eyes plucked out, with the flowers coming out of the eyeballs. Yeah, it was kind of like a... What do you call it? it like they're making a bearskin rug type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they, they had him gutted, yeah, practically. Yeah, just... Hanging him out to dry, stretch. So supposedly that goes back to some kind of a Viking torture. It's like a Nordic torture to where, uh, you know, 
you would be filleted wide open. Your lungs are still breathing, but uh, you're just in a tremendous amount of pain. And like he was elevated like four foot off the ground, just hanging in a chicken coop. In a chicken coop, and like birds getting up on him and all that. And so everybody hears her screaming, and everybody just lets it go. At that point, man, if I was any of the tourists who was participating in this midsummer, I would immediately be asking more and more questions and not just say, oh, by the way, we got them to the train station, they're safe. Really? Because I just heard her screaming 30 minutes ago. I don't think that was a scream of joy. That, 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 and that was some of, like, if I had any issues with the film, that was it. It was like, why was there not this sense of, this is not right. We need to get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah. If I was in this movie, I would have been Alex. The suicides. Or yeah. the 72. Yeah. Yeah, I would have. If what I had the to, hell? If, no. Yeah. If I, I would have walked out yeah. at this point. Come chase me down with that big club hammer, dude. You don't want these hands. That that would have been, that would have been the thing, and so we have the fool who eventually pisses on the ancestral tree. Yes, and old buddy does not like that at all, and he would later be wearing the fool's face, which was strange, creepy. Because Josh, after talking to one of the elders. This is a guy who was writing the thesis. He was talking in, into one of the religious buildings, which uh, there was this inbred child, Reuben. And they considered Reuben to be this oracle because his blood was pure and he was unclouded so that he could interpret the gods. And so whatever he wrote, which was just a bunch of gibberish, was considered to be, you know, uh, this is man to whatever kind of god or gods that they believed in. And they were in this building. He was getting an interview, and like he had asked the guy, the elder, can I take some pictures? He's absolutely not. Well, what did he do? He went to bed that night with his sneakers on, and he snuck back into that building, started taking pictures, and was greeted by old buddy who killed his friend, and he was wearing his friend's face, and yeah. he just smacked him over the head with a hammer, and it was over. Oh man! And that was that, no. and that was the jump scene. Yeah, because there's somebody else that opens the door, and yeah. he turns around and looks at him, and then it's a whack. Yeah, that scared me. Like the jump scare. It was get you. Yeah, here you are. And so, that's one, two, three, four. You wake up next day, and you can't find four of your friends. I'm yeah. out. I gotta go take a. I gotta go take a walk. But they don't get pretty deep the last two, by now. Yeah, and so Christian. And this was portrayed back to the murals and the arts. There was a story of this how to attract a man, where you would uh, put some of your menstrual cycle in his drink, and put some pubes in his food and good old pube cake. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, they're sitting down at the table and he takes the bite and he draws the hair out and it's nice and curly and he's looking and he's like, hmm. And all of a sudden, yeah. Thanks, Guy Fieri. 
Nobody's thought of this shit, except for Jax. <laughs> and, shout out. And, <laughs> I mean, that's what that was about. Shout out. And so, he, he makes nothing of it, and like, once again, man, just like, paying attention. My drink is a lot darker than everyone's else's. Yeah. Why? I need another drink. Oh, man, he pulls out that pube, and his buddies look at him and say, Is that a pube? I don't know. Then, oh, redhead girl. Because <laughs> that's, that's how you... It's like casting a spell. He had the love ruin that she put under his bed. He had a lot going on. Wicked. Mm-hmm. And by this time... A little bit later, after she had cast her spell with uh, the love ruin and the minstrel drink and the pube cake. Pube cake. That's what I'm going to call it. Beautiful. Thanks. Uh, Christian was... By the way, the whole time they were heavily under the influence of psychedelics. Yeah, that's that powder stuff, blowing your face. You see in a lot of movies. Seems like I see a lot of like, uh, tribe movies and stuff mm-hmm. that do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that far yet, but like right when they got to Sweden and they got to where they were going to be, they, they started doing shrooms. And they started doing um, stuff that was unfamiliar to me with these drinks. I don't know if it was like a shroom drink or what they were doing, but it was... Do you remember the one line that's like the funniest part to me where they first get to the the cult? One day it's like, I didn't know we had to go through Waco to get to Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that was a good line. I think it was the fool who said that, and like <laughs> it, he kept his he kept his pants tucked in because he was yeah, so scared of getting ticks. ticks. And I was like, man, this is. He had a lot of fun jokes, but like by his own old omission, man, I knew that he was gonna be one of the first to go. Cause the funny guy, he he's only good for so long. Yeah, the fool's like the biggest actor in the movie. He ain't been in much stuff. Yeah, I I was completely unfamiliar with. Pretty well, much he's in that show Shameless. You ever heard that show, that Showtime show Shameless? Nah, it's pretty popular on Netflix when it got on there. I watched it on Showtime when it first started. So he was in that? Yeah, and he was in that show Gotham. Well, he's been in quite I a... only watched like the first two seasons of Gotham, and he was supposed to be the Joker, and he looked pretty awesome as the Joker. I don't he... think he ended up being the Joker, though. I think it was a twist. But anyway, I was just... Yeah. And so, like, whatever drinks they were drinking, like, just for instance, to give you some kind of a mind frame for what they were looking at, if you haven't seen the film, and if you haven't, you're listening to this, I've already, or we've already properly ruined it for you, but maybe it's for your own good. But you would look down at your feet, and your feet was, like, literally grass. Like, you were... in your feet. You were a part of the ground. Like, you were becoming one with the earth. And... They had this competition going for the May Queen, and so it was like, uh, I think they called it the Black One, which I guess would be the Devil. And, like, when he came over back in this, whatever part of history this is, all the ladies, uh, to impress, they danced until they died, and the last one standing uh, won his heart, something to that effect. Yeah. And Danny won. Danny won the competition. It was probably out of 70 girls. You go, girl. And, like, the whole time, you 
continually hearing Pele reinforce this while they were on the plane to Sweden before they even left America when they got to Sweden and several times while they were on the cult grounds for the Midsummer Festival is it was most important for me to, for you to be here. And like he was constantly trying to divide Danny and Christian and like trying to show her that hey, I lost my family too. You recently lost your family. And by the way, if you go back and think about the beginning scene when uh, Danny's sister and her parents had died because they brought the exhaust up yeah, from the car. We kind of skipped that because we was a little bit late. No, we, well, we saw that part. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't think we said anything about that, did we? No, we haven't. Not yet, no. So this, this is when this, we walked in. Yeah, this is kind of when the film starts. Is like you're, like Danny is like needs therapy, and Christian, her boyfriend, is like trying to be there, but he's kind of extremely passive toward it because he's sick of it, because it's like just one thing after another with her. And turns out, this is my thinking that Pilly actually murdered her family, because in the scene with her parents' bed and in that bedroom, there are Mayflowers. Mm-hmm. And if and that was a thing, that was an Easter egg, man. When they had like a little may, a little flower headdress on one of the bedposts or something. Exactly, that's exactly it. And so, like this this movie, and you're completely unaware of it as you're watching it, is there are little props and paintings and things going on in the background that is telling you what is to come. And so, it's the movie is brilliant. Yeah. A lot of it's true, like, too. Yeah, I mean, it's based off of, I think it's actually Scandinavia. What not... about the frozen part? Remember the stuff we seen earlier? The, a part of the movie, they actually showed in the Disney movie Frozen. Yeah. You know I mean, like, oh, yeah, the old tradition. The, the, yeah, the, the Midsummer, the, the, the ladies dancing yeah. around the pole. Like That's the, in Frozen. Yeah, it's in, it's in Frozen. So, I mean, this is... This is historical stuff, like like I said, that Scandinavian stuff. Yeah, Scandinavian, not Swedish, but it goes back Nordic, uh, and that was interesting to me, man. Because like uh, while I was at University of Mobile, some of the most interesting classes I took, man, was sociology. And um, man, I dig it. I've I've got books on my shelves at the house of anthropology and sociology, and like just some of the traveling that I've been able to do in and out of the country, man. I've always really enjoyed. Like, these people groups, their beliefs, uh, this society culture, man, I, I'm, I'm into that stuff. And so I knew I was going to like this movie. Tight. I'm glad you did. Yeah. And, like, right when those two guys said that they were, you know, anthropologists and, like, they were writing their thesis, I was like, I'm really going to like this. Like, regardless of, um, is this a comedy? <laughs> this no, mo- sir. This movie sucks. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just need like I need a little more time. But uh, back to wherever we were. Okay, so uh, back to the beginning with the Mayflowers on the bedposts and the suicide scenes from the carbon monoxide poisoning from the hoses run up from the cars in the garage into the bedrooms oh, of the that home. That's creepy. That's eerie. Yeah. And you're on a plane and you're heading to Sweden, and so. Pele was trying, I think he was setting this whole thing up for Danny because, by the way, if you want to talk about season, she's in her mid-twenties, which would mean that she is getting ready for this time of her life to be, Go going, to the beach. To be going to the fall. Oh. 
She's in summer. She's in the summer of her life. 16 and 32 is the summer. She's getting ready for fall. And now she's the May Queen. And, like, she starts doing some psychedelics. And she gets drawn off to do things that the May Queen should do. And then old red hair, Maya, red-headed homegirl who gave Christian the pube cake and the minstrel juice, said, hey, come on. It's time. And he did not get the memo. And so another girl came out and, like, literally gave him a flower petal. Yeah. Like a path. Like, follow the flower petals. It'll take you right where you need to go. And he... Huh? He got a uh, drink. Yeah. Remember while they were dancing? Yeah. This girl gave him this psychedelic... I don't want this. No, take it. No, it'll help you. What's it going to do? It'll it'll help everything make sense. Don't take that, dude. It's got little chunks of stuff in it. Yeah. And so after that, right before he walks in to go have sex with Maya, like uh, one of the priests had the head covering... Yeah. Gave him this, smell this, it'll give you vitality. You'll need it. Nice. And he walks in this room and like she's just spread on the floor there. And there's like 30 naked girls all around her. Yeah. Weirdest, one of the weirdest scenes I've seen in movies. Mm. Helping him at the end. And it was the the old toothless lady giving him a good old butt push. Be like, Mm -hmm. go get Get in in there, boy. Go. Get it. Finish. And after that, he freaks out. He runs. Not thinking straight. He's butt naked and runs into the chicken coop and finds, we're going to say, Alex. Yeah. And he's filleted, tortured, lungs breathing, and he's checking all that out. And he turns around, and there the old priest folks are, and they (laughs) blow the dust in his face. And he's paralyzed. The May Queen... um, procession and everything the ceremony is done with that and he's stuck up in a wheelchair yeah and now they're drawing names and now everything is coming full circle there is to be nine people sacrificed and they have the fool they have josh who was supposed to write his thesis they have alex and connie and they have uh, two two people who willingly give themselves from the cult they had the two who already, the old people that sacrificed themselves yes. were eight. And then we have Christian who's going to go inside that bear, which I was hoping was going to maul somebody. Yeah, me too. I was disappointed. But, I mean, uh, how you going like, It's going to be hard to do. And this is another, like, I thought, like, Danny and Christian was going to have this epic escape scene that was going to be a fail at the end. That's what I thought. In my mind, that's going to be the end of the movie. It's like, those two are going to get their heads and be like, we got to get the hell out of here. And, like, they run and you think they're going to get out. Release the bear! Release the bear, they get caught up in a tree, and then, you know, they're screwed. And I, that's how I saw the movie ending. Not like... No, no. Ari Aster, is a, no, that's normal. We gotta make this messed up. Even more. And so they they basically pick lots. They had this big bing, like bingo ball. I mean, ball. that wasn't normal, but like, as a movie-wise, are you predicting something like you said you was doing? Yeah. This dude's like, no, let's take this way more gnarly. Yeah. And so they had this big bingo thing, and like May Queen, Danny, had the opportunity to save Christian's life because the number was drawn for a name. And if she said, Yeah, I'm pleased with this, I'm not pleased with Christian, you need to draw another number, another name. But she didn't. Everything was good. 
and like you had this awakening scene with her to where uh, she was coming to fully accept that she had lost her old family and that this cult was going to be the new family. They stuffed Christian in a bear. They put him in that uh, golden triangle-looking building Yeah. along with the other. That was forbidden. That was forbidden for them to go into at first. That was completely blown off. What's that building? Oh, don't you, worry about that. You don't worry about that. You'll be in it later, but you'll be burning alive or already dead and burning what's left of you. And so they, they take the nine sacrifices, two of their own, which are still alive. Uh, stuff cr- with hay. Stuff with hay. Oh, that's creepy. They're like dolls. Yeah. The fool was had the jester hat on. Yeah. Little bells. Yeah, and every every one of them, like the one that was stuffed with hay, that meant I think that was something for the forest, and then like the other one had something else going on that was for the water, and and then Christian was stuffed inside the bear, and he was like, you know, the priest last thing he said to him when they put Christian and the bear inside the the big ceremonial yellow triangle building that you wasn't supposed to go in. It's like we're gonna cast all our wickedness and all our angst on you. Because you you're the evil bear or whatever, and they set the building on fire. Yeah, and everybody else in the cult outside is just like having this heyday where they're ah, and just. Uh, it almost looks like uh, a Grateful Dead concert. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, a Grateful Dead concert, and the movie ends, and you're left to just pick up. The pieces are... You're left to to sit around for three days. Yeah. Like, Why did I just watch? What the... I'm still kind of like that. It's been at least a week. I mean, it, even after sitting here and talking about it, I was like, I feel like I could talk about you, it you again. You a good description, man. I was kind of sitting back here listening for myself, and I was like, yep, 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 yep. I, I forgot about that. Mm. I feel like we could stop and I could we could do it again and I would like come up with like even a little bit more different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought you did pretty good. I couldn't do that. I was I like the movie. I guess. Good for you. You ready to watch Hereditary? Put it in there. No. <laughs> I told you I could go for thirty minutes. Damn, you good man? I would have went for like five minutes. Boy knows his day. He saw this movie one time. Two weeks, three weeks. No ago. notes. It's, it's the mine. Uh, what do you say? One out of a hundred Lance Arms, or would you give it? 72 Lance Arms. 72. That's a C minus. I thought you was going to be stronger than that, man. I think this movie will be remembered for a minute. I'm going to remember it forever. So maybe it is uh, higher. I just had like a couple of issues. Like I, maybe the length, man. I like mean, I don't it, think it had to be two and a half hours. I didn't either. I think I, I could have like done it an hour hours. and 45 minutes. You need it though to like let stuff yeah, sink yeah, in. But you did need it because like every scene, like when I go back and think about this movie, I was like... That was important. It wasn't important when I saw it, but it's important 30 minutes later. Yeah. Because now it, it it comes full circle. It const- like The movie constantly circles itself. They need maybe, at the most, 15 minutes or something. 
and I guess maybe if you would have put three more minutes at the end and like maybe flashback and like show like Pelly maybe setting that murder up and like making everything come full circle and like maybe Pelly's like, oh, check this guy he's super stinking evil. I kind of like that the way you think though. It's like leaves it up in the air and like helps you. Yeah, lets like, you decide. Yeah. So what's your score? One out of a hundred. I'm gonna give it. 80. 80. 80 Lance Arms. It's a B. B movie. I mean, I think it'll be like talked about 30 years from now. It's it's obviously not going to come on T, TBS when you're sitting around Thanksgiving. Yeah. But there's a lot of horrors that are from the 70s and stuff that still live. That I mean, they only played the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre on like AMC on Halloween. Yeah. This ain't a, I don't. This ain't like a movie you'd put on at Halloween though. It's a it's a horror movie you could put on at the end of June. Yeah, let's celebrate. Midsummer. This very depressing movie. Yeah, because like Midsummer is a thing that is that is celebrated in some European countries. That is a that's a thing, and it also goes back to Christianity a touch, uh, which it used to be a pagan holiday, and then they wrapped it in the Saint John because you had, uh, you know. Mother Mary, uh, Jesus' mother, she went and stayed with Elizabeth for 90 days. And that's kind of where this is a, this festival only happens every 90 years. And then it only goes on for nine days. And then, by the way, Danny's birthday falls on the very first day that it begins. So everything is just kind of perfect for this movie. And like, the dude, yeah, uh, director, Astor? Yeah, Ari Astor. Did his homework, man. The crew that he had behind him, like everything, like if you think about numbers and you think about the murals and you think about all the background of this movie, it was pretty much gave it away. If you perfect, if you knew your stuff, and if you go in it thinking you're gonna have like a The Shining or a Wicker Man, yeah, or, it gave little shout outs of like camera angles and stuff of Shining. Yeah, it, uh, Wicker Man's the bear. Which I'm gonna buy tomorrow, the remake, because it's so bad it's entertaining. The Beast! My God, the Beast! Nicholas Cage at his finest. Not, I mean, no, I no, say no, Mandy. no, not Mandy. Mandy. I mean, just like, just this movie's awful. It's so funny. <laughs> and that is our review of Midsummer. Accelerating. About them aliens. Peace out. Bye. So anyway, that's midsummer. What we have going on in the background while we did this? The jerk. The jerk. My favorite comedies of all time. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. The dude was gray-headed his whole life, from what I know. <laughs> That's all I remember of him. Everything I've ever seen him in, and dude's got a bluegrass band, and everything that he does, he's got oh, he gray-headed. Yeah. What do you think of the jerk? I mean, it's weird that we went from Midsummer to the jerk. And it's just... I like it. It's funny. 
Yeah, I think it still holds up. I said, he was like, put in something funny or something messed up. I put it in the jerk, and I was like, oh, what's that like? Uh, it's kind of like an original Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Just one of them. The guy, yeah, his, Steve Martin's character was like the most naive person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> something wrong with these cans. <laughs> They're defecting. Nothing wrong with those cans. <laughs> he ain't shooting the cans, he's shooting you. He's shooting you. He's gonna spring a leak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my name in the phone book, man. <laughs> but uh, that's out of nowhere. Yeah. All right, folks. Just trying to end it on a good note. <laughs> yeah, make you happy. It's been another episode of Poach Talk. Cobb, thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Till next time. Namaste. Namaste. Columbus, Monson and Brothers, thank you again for sponsoring this episode of Porch Talk. Gonna walk out the door here, gonna leave you with some notes. This is Part of Me by Nick Arkin. Alright, I'm getting out of here, guys. Peace out. I keep hearing
There's a door slamming again No matter what I could I can't be rid of you You're in my blood, on my skin You're a part of me And I beat my head, drink all day But you're still in You're in my blood, on my skin You're a part of me Nothing went as planned It fell apart this day And no matter how hard I fought it It happened anyway It's more than I can I feel that I shouldn't break Maybe one day Silence will finally come my way No matter what I could I can't be rid of you You're in my blood, on my skin You're a pie 